Last week on All the Fucks. Cheers. Cheers. Hell yeah. Here we are again for another All the Fucks. Mm-hmm. I am Jen Ponton. I'm Lillian Bustle. And on this podcast, oh, this wine is terrible. <laughs> But so that's why, that's what I mostly remember about forensics is being embarrassed (laughs) and spelling. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to regret this. Okay. Mortifying story. Um, but there were also, and this was super fun. Again, you got to hang out with people in between rounds. Some schools would do a lunchtime event. Like, Elizabeth would do one call, called a hoedown, <laughs> and it was the hoedown from Who's Line, mm. right? So you'd have to do that. I remember one very good hoedown about used car salesmen <laughs> that a couple of my teammates did very nice. well. Um, there were some that were just, it was usually impromptu-based. Uh, so impromptu was improv, essentially. It timed improv on, you know, you'd throw out a, you'd throw out a couple of givens and then they'd have to just go mm-hmm. off to the races. I will also say very weirdly, this was after my time, but when I would go back to judge here and there, uh, impromptu started to become overrun with extempers because they were like, well, we know how to do this in our sleep and actually be factually accurate. Oh. And so fall, fall, fall. Imp- right. So impromptu stopped being funny Mm-mm. and started just being really fucking smart. And uh and then they would throw in like the one little bizarre bomo that was like supposed to be the topic uh-huh. at hand, which was interesting. Hmm. Not entertaining. No. But then there was no bad improv. That's fair. So it might have been an equal trade. Sure. Like all of a sudden it's not fun anymore. It's basically pundits. It's pundits. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Huh. These Fascinating. Kids. These NASA kids. <laughs> anyway, that would that would sometimes qualify as a lunchtime event. Mm. The lunchtime event that I'm about to tell you about was duo impromptu. Okay. Where you and one of your teammates, I think it had to be someone on your team. Maybe not. Because it wasn't official. Like, you'd mm. get a little goofy, yeah. uh, you know, door prize uh, for, for winning. Um, I would do it with my best friend. And there's one. She's going to have to lock herself in her office right now. Uh-oh. There's one. <laughs> we, got in, we got in so much trouble. Yes. We got in so much trouble because... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so excited. So, so <laughs> we draw we draw our topic and our topic is a blind date. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, what was her character? I can't remember what her character was. The character that I chose was a butch trucker. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody went to the lunchtime event because it was hilarious. Uh-huh. And like you'd go with your steaks. slice of pizza. Yeah, yeah. And you just watch. Show off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everybody's there. My coach is there. <laughs> and in this moment of uh, adrenaline-fueled impromptu oh, joy. No. What did you do? I pulled my trucker horn and I went. I'm going to get some pussy. (laughs) 
Honk, honk. <laughs> oh my God. You were a hero. You know, you know, in the moment that it's happening, and you're like, "Oh no!" The yeah, but it's come and it's, it's like there. falls out of your mouth and it rolls across the floor, and you're like, "Well," and I feel Gabby tense up, and I'm like, "Oh no!" And oh my god, I got in so much trouble. See, however, I that makes me so upset that you got in trouble because you were you were being completely authentic and honest in the moment. And also that was the funniest thing that you could have said at that moment. That was, you were serving, you were serving the audience. You were serving the character. Oh my God. And my piece that year was uh, Chris Durang's For Whom the Southern Bill Tolls. Oh, nice. Right? So uh, it's a, it's a parody on Glass Menagerie. And instead of it being Laura, it's Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And to me, my Lawrence was like a southern version of Stuart from Mad TV. <laughs> Stuart. Which, if you ask me who my comedic hero is, that's it. Nice. <laughs> Stuart. Michael McDonald. Oh, yeah. Michael McDonald. Very funny, man. Very funny. Mm. Oh, my God. Wait. So, like, what kind of trouble? Uh, Yelled at. But yelled at. Yeah. I got yelled at. And we won that day. I'm pretty sure we won. <laughs> Uh, uh, we won. That's amazing. Oh my god! And and so because I'm doing this piece, one, so Lawrence has his setup date from his overbearing mother, but his mom brings over Betty, who is real butch and has no interest in Lawrence at all. And in oh, fact, right. what she starts doing is basically coaching him on like how to be more confident. And so you know, my Betty <laughs> is like a cartoon character. Yeah. So Little Chris Farley in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. lots of Chris Farley. <laughs> yeah, um, so, um, so, yeah, I, oh, my God. But to, like, to be in that moment and feel the fear and feel it, feel it, oh, lose, feel yourself losing control and to feel your best friend, like, oh, no, you did the, the, the one thing you're you not supposed to do. Oh, I bet it felt so good, though. I mean, it did. Until the second that it escaped my mouth, and I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. And 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 it was almost it always went so off the rails. Mm. There was another one, probably same year. So I think it was like turning 2000. And um there was another one that was supposed to be like, what are you doing on New Year's Eve? Okay. And uh, again, I can only remember one of the characters. It might have been her. It might have been me. One of us was like a stripper mm -hmm. and like trying to trying to climb to the to the Times Square ball and to like strip on the Times Square ball. That's so, great. It was great. I was fifteen. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it was good. And of course, like everything goes real out of control because not only is it me and my big mouth, mm -hmm. it's her and her big mouth. Oh, and the two the of best. us together, I mean, it's like this. Oh it's my God. I mean, that's why we're here now. That's why we're here now. That's why I'm telling you and <laughs> potentially millions of people. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it's so good. That's so good. I, uh, <laughs> Also, props to you guys for, like, taking a blind date and not one of you just immediately defaulting as a guy. Oh, no. And that would have been – and that was normal, right? Because yeah. in, in forensics, you take on whatever the characters are. Sure. So there were guys that did 
almost that did pieces with a lot of female characters. There were women who it was less. It was harder to be a woman doing more male characters, mm-hmm. and it just sucked trying to find female representation in good pieces that would break because because uh-huh. life. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. No, no. It was uh, absolutely a real butch blind date. Yeah. Sidebar. Um. I think that it's very difficult to do Christopher during well. And I think that I think that people think that it is, will just fly on its own mm. because it is so absurd. And I, I think that people are as lazy about not you, but in general, I've seen productions One. of Christopher during stuff that were as lazy as the laziest Shakespeare crap that you've Why? ever seen. And it makes no sense to me because it is, it's not, easy it's very hard and to be able to get the audience to not burn out on the weirdness you really have to give them something to hang on to that feels real you gotta commit you gotta dig in oh did you ever read naomi in the living room i've seen it i i remember it from forensics there was Uh, a kid from marlboro who did a really good version of it he was great nice uh his naomi was psychotic that's great real psychotic i did that (laughs) i directed that in college I was very proud of myself. And the guy's just like in a dress the whole time and it's never really, I mean, it's kind of explained. I need to reread that. I need to reread that. Well, it's supposed to be a guy. There's I mean, two, yeah, sense. there's supposed to be two women and a guy in huh. a dress. Because huh. I remember I had to go find matching dresses for the two people in the show. I'm going to be very real with you. Anytime I see Durang performed, obviously, minus probably like off-Broadway performances, uh, I miss the forensics kids more. I far appreciated Aww. watching a 15-year-old do it at, like, 8 in the morning than I do. <laughs> God, everything was so early. adults with their fucking headshots <laughs> and their pathos. Everything uh, was so early. Like, that's how you could tell that you loved it because, ooh, you doubled down and it didn't matter that on a Friday night you were up until, like, midnight or later. You were up at 5 on Saturday and on a bus by, like, Oh, the buses. Tell me a bus story. Oh, bus okay. trips, right, bus cool. trips. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we should do a whole other thing about this field trips, but I want to hear trips. I want to hear mm-hmm. one good bus trip story that's either dirty or gross. Because there were so many hand jobs on bus trips. Our okay, our forensics team had zero, zero sexual tension. None. Wow. At all. Huh. Nope. None at all. We were all friends. And, and I'm, yeah. All right. For real. I mean, we didn't, um, I didn't, I don't remember going on a bus to forensics things. I think that's the kind of thing my mom dropped me off for, hmm. but like chorus and band trips. Yeah. That was just there. like a blanket forts. Yeah. And well, groaning. Well, right. chorus is different. Yeah. And chorus like different. moaning, not so loud that you couldn't hear it over Austin Powers, which they were playing on the TVs. Right. Oh, you got TVs. <laughs> <laughs> Only for the fanciest. No. Okay. So I was on the forensics bus more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't tawdry and there was nothing sexual going on, but it was also the craziest shit ever. So Yay. Uh, my friend Chris uh, on the team, his dad drove our bus. Um, his dad is like a, is like a cartoon of a basset hound from Tennessee. <laughs> Amazing. Not an overstatement. I swear to God. Oh my God. That's his dad. And then his mom is this little Chilean, like, bird of a lady who talks like this. 
Oh, and yeah, I, I mean, Lilting. like just this couple. I love them so much. I love them. I love their kids. Um, so, so Chris's dad would fire up the bluebird in the the crack of dawn, oh. and all of us goons. I mean, what? What Gabby and Chris and I call ourselves are feral children because yep. that's really who our coach was collecting. Mm-hmm. She was collecting the feral weirdos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, I mean, none of us were like into each other. Okay. Um, and it, yeah, it just it wasn't like that. Uh, and there, I'm were, not mad about it. I'm it sure it's still a good bus story. Uh, there are great bus stories. So um, the teammate who debated and did speech and was just like brilliant again, NASA steal her. She was very absent-minded, and you know there were days where we would leave school on a Friday middle of the day, so you'd have to have all of your stuff like sitting oh, in homeroom. God, uh huh. You'd have to have your, your whole suitcase, like your uh, your garment bags, whatever. And so Ms. J is like, "Do you guys have everything? Do you have your suits?" Do you have your ties? Do you have your blazers? Do you have your shoes? Do you have tights that don't have fruit on them, Danielle? (laughs) And it's like, yes, yes, yes. Do you have your pieces? Yes, 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 yes. And so we are going down to Long Branch. That was where the states were held. And it's it's the middle of that the afternoon on Friday. And all of a sudden, Mike is like, my suit. And so Jay's like, God damn it. Lee, pull this bus over. So we stop in like Woodbridge. We're at we're like the Woodbridge Commons, <laughs> sitting in a mall parking lot. Just go get another suit. And she goes in and she has him try on and buys him a suit. Oh, she bought him, she a, bought him a suit. suit. Of course she did. Of course she did. Yeah. Um, Teachers. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. The amount of her life she has given to students is profound. Um, that's so lovely. We should send her a gift basket. Yes. <laughs> yes, we should. I have so many pictures to show you. I just saw her like two weeks ago ah! and I was like, can I go through your archives? And she let me do it. Oh my God. So amazing. I got him. I got him. <laughs> I got him. Uh, so that was like suit number one. And then at another time, probably also going down to the States again, like halfway to fucking, or no, it couldn't have been. It couldn't have been because we were still at the high school. And so, and so Christina's like, oh, my suit. And Jay's like, we're not doing this again. And she's like, figure it out. So Christina goes down to the band room and gets one of the marching band uniforms. And that's what she wore to the tournament. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's some balls. I love that. She looked amazing. Uh, she played some, she played oboe. Wow. I remember that. And nothing else of use. That's amazing. Play the oboe. I don't think we had any kind of dress code for ours. Oh, we had to. Oh, we got in trouble all the time. constantly, constantly. Because also, <laughs> I wasn't doing anything that I had to dress up for. Oh. I had a I had a very deep loathing of stockings. Like it was Same. very hard at the time. And again, I was probably like a size eighteen mm-hmm. in high school. But to find a pair of stockings that weren't going to immediately rip in half. And they called them queen size. I know. And they still weren't great. They still weren't big enough or tall enough. Right. Like, our hosiery has come so far. Oh, real far. God, thank God. Um, But everything always made my thighs feel like they were in a cheese grater. And my mom really liked to get me the shiny ones, which is like, no, that's for Hooters only. I used to wear my dance tights. You know, the really like super thick, almost mirror shine. Mm -hmm. I would wear my dance tights to Um, dance. That is just like 
just makes my vagina itch thinking about it. <laughs> swamp ass i hate it then i went that was so cool because when i lived in florida for four years people don't fuck with stockings in florida why would you like pantyhose no. right it's always hell there yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I, I would have not done forensics if i had had to wear something dress cody like that uh i oh god i got in so much trouble i used to have this thermal shirt I used to have this thermal shirt there. Okay. So like I was in high school during the time of like skater stores, like packs. Yeah. Right. Right. On. Journeys and like, and Delia's. Delia's. Oh, mm. oh, oh, I loved Delia's. So that was my fashion bent of choice. It was very skater kid. I didn't have Jinkos, but I wanted Jinkos. I don't know what that is, but it sounds racist. <laughs> no, I promise it's not. They're JNCO. And they were giant, like elephant wide leg jeans. Oh, I do remember you that because I went are. to college with a girl that my friend called. Wait, drink your water. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I've built it up too much, but okay. no, I remember talking to my friend, and he was. I was like, "Oh, you know, Christine," and he was like, "Who's Christine? Oh, you mean blue hair, big pants?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that that was a brand. I thought that was just Christine's crazy ass pants. <laughs> I would have made that my screen name. Brilliant. Done. Yeah. Who's not going to know who you are? Exactly. <laughs> I didn't have Jinkos, but I wanted them. Oh, I wanted them. And, uh, but I, there was a, there was like a skater brand and it isn't, doesn't exist anymore called sugar. And it was perfect. And I had everything that they made that nice. I, I, uh, and, um, it was at a real interesting point in time because it was right when my body decided that it was time to become much more womanly. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. So there's just sugar like emblazoned across yes, my chest. Bitch. And it was my favorite shirt. Oh, man. I just wore I just wore lots of Jesus t-shirts. Very big <laughs> shirts with, in jeans that were too tight. I wore wind pants. <laughs> wind pants? Yeah. Like, is that like windbreakers, but pants? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was kidding. <laughs> I wore a lot of wind pants. Wind pants? Were they gathered at the bottom? No, thank God. Okay. No. Uh, no. Like Old Navy was making a lot of them. Uh, Old Navy and Did Gap. It? Weren't those loud? Yeah. <laughs> they were super loud. But there were not great options for jeans. No, I know. I right? know. And I remember. <laughs> I know. They were yeah. all super high-waisted and like. like or real low slung. Oh, at, yeah. At, right? Mm-hmm. So at my point, it was all about like super skinny girls with like with like midriffs. The coin slot pants. Yeah. The ones yeah. where you could see butt cracks. Yes. Yeah, that became. Oh, so. And also because you're because you're then your thong could come up over your hips. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. There's Which, a whole lot. Again, I'm not mad at, but no, but there was nothing like that that would fit me. No. So, you know, I didn't get to take advantage of fun jeans, really. Mm. I remember I doctored a pair. Uh, there was a really good pair of jeans that uh that I got as a gift, and um I grew out of them almost immediately. But I liked them so much that I wouldn't throw them away. But what I decided to do. So one of my first like Franken clothing huh. attempts, I cut them up the outside seams and I bought 
like baby blanket fabric. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It was white flannel with little blue stars. And I made, made I made bell bottoms oh. and the strip went all the way from the waist. So I added in whatever, like six inches to these jeans. That's so smart. So they fit. Except I then had basically baby sheets as like, I wish I had chosen a different fabric, but that was like how I made those jeans that I really, really wanted to wear. That's work for me. so cool. It was cool. You're was cool. Good. Man. <laughs> What am I doing with this skill set? I need it. I I mean, I feel like all of these things have brought us to where we are today. That's it. And I'm not mad about it. No. So I, yeah, did, I got I in did. big trouble when I would wear that sugar shirt. Oh, uh, man. With, with like a business skirt. And my shiny dance tights. I and love heels. you. With like, with like um, you know, stacked loafers or whatever. Oh, my God. Stacked loafers. <laughs> I I mean, I did a million things. I did jazz choir, which was a during school and after school thing. I did a million high school musicals. I did um, Camelot. I did Funny Girl. We did Annie and we did Guys and Dolls. Um, I did competition one acts like I was talking oh, yeah. about before. And like, but also we, I remember my mom decided that she wanted me to do quiz bowl or whatever the, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Decathlon? Like academic? What? what? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Academic <laughs> challenge. That's what it was called. It was called academic challenge. Quiz bowl is a much better term for it. Academic challenge sounds <laughs> not. It's not like the opposite. Um, but it was like, yeah, it was like Jeopardy kind of thing. Um, but the thing is, on a team, everybody has to specialize in something. Like, you want somebody that knows all the mythology. You want somebody that knows math real fast. You want, you want people to have gathered things. And I just was a generalist. And I was fairly fast, but there were giant swaths of things. Like, I still don't know lakes or mountains or geography at all. Like, I don't... This is why you're so good at Jeopardy? No, because I was only in this for, like, four days. And then the guys were like, you suck. Don't do this. Can you please not do this? Like, they weren't... They didn't kick me out, but they were like, you're really bringing us down. And you're nice, and we like you. And we understand why you want to do this. But, like, we have been really good, and you're fucking this up for us. And I was like... Okay, bye. Because I never want to be part of a club where I'm not wanted. No, like, absolutely. Yeah, and it was not. It was not my place. Like it wasn't. It just wasn't. It wasn't my type of nerds either. Um, I was very much more like drawn to the Ren Fair style nerds mm-hmm. or like bandies. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I did community theater. Um, in uh my junior and senior year, I actually got paid to do a production of Man of La Mancha my senior year. Oh shit! Yeah, two hundred bucks. Hey, that's Are you kidding everything me? when you're 17. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, te- it w- I'm not going to say it was a terrible production overall. It was memorable. Um, memorable. I mean, that show is weird anyway. But but all of these things, like, those, that's where I were, had my friends, was outside of school. Mm. Always. Like, I – high school was actually pretty good for me. High school, I had – Mostly friends. <laughs> that was good, yeah. Um, and uh, and lots of things to do. And I wasn't popular, but I felt like I was well-liked and I could hold my own. Like I was no longer scared of everybody. Um, I felt that way. And many teachers' pets. Yeah. Of course. I love – I just got to this part in Sam Irby's meeting where she talks about being everybody, everybody's mom's friend. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a little past that. But, yeah, I totally can relate to that. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I mean, so when I was, let's say, six, 
I was at my friend's house um, and we were playing and I, I was like, oh, I'm just being facetious. And the girl was like, what is that word? And I was like, oh, facetious. It's like when you're just like, you're just kidding around or like, you know, not a little, little different from sarcastic, but like you, you mean one thing and you say another to, and then it's funny. And she was like, oh, cool. And then she ran up to her mom and was like, oh my God, I learned this word. I learned a word. And then the mom told my mom, but not in a way that sounded nice. Ew. The fuck? In like a, thank you for having your daughter teach my daughter new words. Ew. It was gross. That is gross. I remember feeling from an early age that I had to kind of hide my vocabulary. I guess that's why high school I was like, oh, look at all. This is where the big words all come in handy. Right. Right. At least if you're hanging out with the right kids. I know. That's it. Yeah. Avuncular. Avuncular. Of or like an uncle. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite word. Um, I would say the one thing that happened outside of forensics that meant anything and only because it's so memorable. So as per my involvement in the FFA, it was an accident. Oh, entirely accidental. Oops. Because I didn't want to be a farmer. (laughs) Look, I don't want to not be a farmer. But I've been this person for a very long time. I am a farmer. (laughs) I work in the fields all day. And so here's what had actually happened. I'm listening. I'm getting more wine. I'm listening. It was my junior year and I was allowed to pick more electives. And I saw that one of the electives, one of the electives that was offered was animal science. And I was thinking, well, gosh, if theater isn't my major, maybe I'll, like, be a veterinarian. Right. So this might come in handy. I'll get a jump start on zoology. And, wow, wouldn't it be really cool to specifically learn biology all about animals? Oh, yeah. Yes. Into it. Sign me up. The first day of school that I had this class, that the little grid for where it was, the little code for the room. Oh, yeah. I didn't even recognize it. Oh, it was out back the breezeway. Sort of. Behind, behind the weird, like. Um, it gets weirder. Okay. It gets even weirder than that. Yes, and. So my beloved old high school was ancient. Ancient. Um, it was like a historic landmark. And um, there were two sides of the basement. One side was for the art kids. One side was chorus and band. And it had, it. once upon a time, it was supposed to be a bomb shelter. And there was oh. ample signage indicating that that's where yes. you should go in case Russia decides to flip the fuck out. Cool. Uh, the other side of the basement was ag and auto. I had never even been there. There's only one staircase that takes you there. I thought it was like a janitor's closet. So I'm it's like the dungeon. I'm walking around. Everybody's the bell has rung. Everybody's already gone to classes. And I'm like, what the fuck is this room? And someone's like, oh, that's ag. And I'm like, sorry, what? Because like I've already passed the science hallways. And they're like, no, just go down these stairs. I go down the stairs. Stuff I've never even known existed. The wood shop. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the somehow it leads to the garage where they have the mechanic classes, and then I open the double doors into the ag room, which has 
chickens in it. Oh, what in a basement? <laughs> That's so ill-advised. There were chickens in the basement of my high school. Chickens in the basement. Please talk for Yeah, there were chickens in the basement of my high school. No. Yes. And more. Um, <laughs> and more. Chickens and more. But wait. Uh, and so I walk in there and it's teachers that I've never even seen. <laughs> I've been in this school for three goddamn years. I've never seen these people. One lady, God rest her soul, she passed away a long time ago. One lady is actually not too dissimilar to my to my chosen forensics uh, lunchtime role. Oh, yeah. And she's, she's real loud and wild. Yeah. <laughs> And boy, howdy, she sounded like a train coming at you. Yeah. Come on in, sit on down. Ain't never seen you in here. And I'm like, oh, my God, where am I? And the, uh, these two were like a morning DJ team. Because <laughs> it was her. And then her, like, a quote-unquote assistant was this lady who usually taught special ed and was so sweet and looked like she crocheted for a living. Oh. So the two of them... Co taught this act class. And I'm like, excuse me, is this zoology? And she's like, hell no, this is farm science. Come on. (laughs) And I sit down, and there are all these kids that I've never seen before. These are the farmers' kids. These are the kids who are going to inherit their family's farms. Driving to school on the tractors. Yes. I say that with zero facetiousness. Yeah, that's the thing. No, nice callback. Yeah. <laughs> Facesitude. Facesitude. <laughs> yeah. And I sit and I'm and and I'm like, oh my and the first thought I have is, oh my God, what am oh, I gotta get into music theory. Get me the fuck out of here. What is this place? But it was also such a weird little crock pot of people. Uh-huh. It was like a sitcom. Yes. It was like a trapped place sitcom. Oh. And I'm like, oh. Now I gotta see how this pans out. Yeah, now I gotta be the one weird artist in this whole You're room. The documentarian. Yes! <laughs> yes! You're like, this is an anthropological experiment. A thousand percent. That's what should have happened. I should have just, yeah. And so, and I did, I documented it to my friends and I was like, guess what happened in chicken shit class today? Because that's what I called it. Uh, I, there were twins in there, <laughs> but they weren't twins when they got there. <laughs> there were twins. There were farmers. There was a guy who was a this born place again. Has everything. This place, yes, this place has everything. That's exactly what she can Chickens, <laughs> militant lesbians, <laughs> radio DJs. <laughs> Born again Christians who will bless your food there in class. Of course. Oh, the those... baseball hero, and it, ad, apropos of nothing. Really? Mm, I don't know what they would actually call them because I don't understand sport, but the baseball hero. The baseball Nice sure. guy. Very nice guy. Sure. Yep. Baseball hero. Casey at that. <laughs> Casey at the bat. How can we link to it? Poetry. <laughs> and there we are. Yeah, uh, it was so fucking weird. And one of the things that I learned was how to artificially inseminate a cow. <laughs> That's the zoology I learned. I have a friend whose job. <laughs> Did you have 
to do it? No. Okay. It was not a practicum, although I bet <laughs> I bet you there could have been. I put money on it. Uh, <laughs> um, I had a friend who I found out much later in life. At Bush Gardens, they have the Clydesdales. They hang out there. That's where they live. And apparently one of the, the things she had the, the Clydesdales, the Anheuser Bush <gasps> Clydesdales. I'm sure there's multiple sets. <laughs> do they of sign their headshots. They do. They're like, <laughs> and they drink beer all day. Um, she apparently had to check off the horses. <laughs> that was that was something she got paid to do. She had to like clean their their horse penises. Sorry, what? I was, I was like, I bet that wasn't actually something you had to do, but just something your supervisor was like, let's see if you, if this dumb double do this. Sorry, what? I think it was called like expressing their glands or something like that. Oh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. oh my God. Did she successfully jack off giant horses? She Jesus did. Christ. She did. And I believe that sometimes she, she slept in the hayloft. <laughs> but not in like an in love with the horse's way, just in like. And I'm exhausted of jacking. <laughs> my poor uh, wrist. Where shall I rest my weary head? Oh Please bleep out her name. <laughs> this job is exhausting. <laughs> oh my god! Bush Gardens, happier than the happiest place on earth. I no, I lost my damn shit when she told me about that. <laughs> And I think she got paid the same as the rest of us who weren't jacking off the Clydesdales. That's dangerous, man. Have you seen those things? I they're mean, huge. They're, they're a lot big. more than three apples high. They're like <laughs> they're huge. They're big. It's not a bigger pony. than an arrow. Ponies are meaner. Ponies are real mean. Oh no, I've heard bad shit about ponies. Ponies are pieces of shit. Uh, maybe Clydesdales are much more docile. But then again, maybe that's because they're hiring people to jack them off oh my god almighty that's amazing i love your stories of tourist destinations in virginia oh my I god really do. my summer jobs were out of control i can't handle them i can't even find my diaries from that time period but i remember like snapshot for for oh god for at least three summers of my life like i remember every moment that's it. I, th- I heard. I can't talk about anything anymore. I'm going to finish telling you about, about the oh, FFA. Fuck. We're still talking about chicken shit. <laughs> we class. are talking about chicken shit. So, again, this class has everything. And, uh, and I, I mean, there were times, like, there were times that they would give us animal, you know, like, do a report on this animal. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to do sharks. And then, and then Miss Smith is like, what's this all about? And I'm like, it's a shark. And she's like, why are you talking about sharks in here? I'm like, because I'm not a farmer, but I can't bring myself to leave this class. So just, <laughs> just let me do what I like. This is please. how I can ingest this. <laughs> this is how I'm going to apply it to my life. <laughs> and, and it all culminated <laughs> with what we called Barnyard Day. <laughs> <laughs> this is real. This is real. I swear to God. This is like a Napoleon Dynamite spinoff. Yes. <laughs> Which is why when I watch that movie, I'm like, wait, what's, I don't get it. What's, <laughs> what's so weird about this? That's exactly, yeah. It's 
of my life. Duh. Mm, Llamas duh. and pockets full of tater tots. And it, and the same amount of Jamiroquai. Like, <laughs> I don't see the problem. Barnyard Day. And I don't know if, I don't oh, know if this is still the case because we were promised for like 30 years that we were going to get a new school because we were in a historic location. Yeah. And like a building. the population was just growing too yeah. much. And so uh, years after I graduated, they had so many like trailers and, you know, the, there was so much more school outside of the actual school than there was in the school. Mm-hmm. So like two years ago, they moved to a giant brand new spanking new building up on the hill. Uh, and my, my high school became a middle school. So I don't know if they've still got farm amenities, uh, at their new uh, quote unquote improved location. I miss my old school. It was the weird, cool, bizarre place. Uh, but, but barnyard day Mm -hmm. would happen in May or maybe June. And we would spend all year preparing for it. And on the premises of the school, Local farmers would take their bulls, cows, goats, sheep, pigs, bunnies. Mm. I'm here for the bunnies. What am I missing? Ducks, chickens, everything. Everything had a pen and was on campus. And locals could come and pay whatever and it would fund like the ag club. Or Sounds like an insurance nightmare. Oh my god, I've never thought of that. <laughs> yes. Did everyone have to sign a waiver? <laughs> I was just like, whatever, there's bunnies. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Sure. Sure. And there were bunnies, and I just sat and held them there like yeah. under a tree all day. But uh I was just happy to get away from the chickens. <laughs> chickens when they're free are, are very are very happy. Like I know happy chickens. The chickens that were kept in the basement of my life. My high school or not that happy chickens is it that is an animal rights violation it had to like what the cafeteria was directly above it Mm-mm. nope Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, um, wafting oh my god and that it smelled so bad and me and the two twins were in charge of of the chicken cages were the twins guys and girls mm-hmm. girls they were weird they were real weird. <laughs> we had we had a pair of twins that were so popular. They were like the Sweet Valley twins. Oh, like like platinum blonde hair. I knew night. I knew uh, we also had twins that were cool. Uh, the Freemans were cool. These two uh, were real strange. They were cool. kind of like the McPoyles from Always Sunny. Oh, not familiar, but I like your reference. By the way, yeah, a show you would adore. I watched the first season. I don't know why I fell off of it. It only gets better. Oh, I really loved it. I love Charlie Day. Mm, only gets better. He's another better, he's another better. one that I've had like a weird cuddle dream about. I can't blame you. <laughs> and he's so talented. Like But I cannot swing a sex <clears throat> dream, man. It's just weird cuddles <laughs> with me and Charlie Day and Mark Marin. <laughs> <laughs> that's a podcast. That's it. That's a pod like in bed with Charlie Day and Mark Marin. Oh shit. I'm there. <laughs> Sign Close me on. up. <laughs> yes, get their people on the phone. <laughs> oh my god yep so that's extracurriculars so, I guess uh, what did you do at Barnyard Day except for cuddle bunnies I flirted with the bunnies <laughs> no with the boy that I did not know that all of a sudden was was volunteering for 
for Barnyard Day. Where did he come from? I don't fucking know. None of these kids were people that I ever saw outside of my purview. <clears throat> I, I just didn't, like, there was, there was no Venn diagram. It was two completely separate circles. Yeah. It was like going into another dimension yeah. when I went down into the ag room. I get that. I took technical drawing, which one might call drafting. Um, oh my God, like CAD lab? Uh, would have been. Would have been later Except in life. For, I'm so fucking old that <laughs> we had just gotten a CAD lab in the drafting room. Everything was by hand, which was very appealing to me. Was it for architectural stuff? Yeah, it was architectural drawing. Okay. Um, I thought I was going to be an interior designer. I had a, a whim about that for a while, and I have no regrets about taking that class. I had a great time. However, the CAD lab, which I was very interested in, fucking instructor, they got the computers, they got the software, they didn't teach him how to use it. So they were like, I, he was like, if you're done, you can just go fuck around in there and like, show me what you do. So I like, we had a joke about our friend being a sea cucumber and I, I made a drawing of my friend as a sea cucumber eviscerating himself, like turning himself inside out. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what, um, uh, uh, I took a journalism class that, that fed into, um, writing for the school newspaper. Like it was one and the same. You just got credit for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and took it with my favorite English teacher, who was kind of like a grumpy Kermit the Frog. Oh. <laughs> took it with my best friend and our other really close friend, Kelly, and my friend Chris from Forensics. Nice. And the four of us were like together, just the Tasmanian devil. Yes. <laughs> yep. And we were writing ludicrous articles. <laughs> ludicrous. <laughs> And our teacher is like, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> I very rarely had a teacher rein me in like that, and I probably should have had more. I mean, it, there was no malice behind it. Like, ultimately, sure. we were still allowed to do exactly <clears throat> what we wanted. But, yeah. he, you know, he put up a little bit. I also had a, uh, <clears throat> I had a chem teacher who has since passed who was like a mad scientist. He was a misanthrope. Mm. He hated freshmen. And he That's only, weird. That's a weird thing. He wasn't working with freshmen. Well, sometimes he was given freshmen in like the basic class, which oh, made no okay. sense. But he also but he mostly taught upperclassmen honors chem. And he was like, you guys want to <laughs> see what happens when this crosses with that? And like there were explosions. And he basically trusted everybody to be uh sensible. That's amazing. Something happened later on where someone was not sensible and got seriously hurt. <sighs> um, but I still don't think it came down on his shoulders. Good. I don't know. Uh, he, he was great. He was a real bad alcoholic. Oh. Learned that one later. Learned that he was, you know, taking nips out of the, out of the chemistry closet. Uh, not- oh my god! I'm just imagining him with like an Erlenmeyer flask. Yeah. Like, blah, 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 oh my god! Blah, blah. He absolutely would have. I mean, he was great. <laughs> like, absolutely could have been played. By House or fucking Brian Cranston. <laughs> but he looked more like Mr. Burns. Oh, and at wow. one point in his life, he was a bodybuilder. So he was still kind of stacked. I love knowing that dumb, weird shit about teachers. Think about a stacked Mr. Burns. I had a teacher who go. was an alligator wrestler. What? <laughs> Florida! Florida! I love everything that I learned. He's the head of the communications department. What? (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. (laughs) Did we talk about Cocoa Beach? 
No, what's that? Oh. I mean, I know where Cocoa Beach is. I feel like I'll tell you about Cocoa Beach. Does it Beach have to do time. with extracurricular activities? I'm going to tell you about it on vacation. I'm very excited. Not. No, I'm just, I had a Cocoa Beach conversation recently and, and we'll have it. We'll have I dig it. it. Anyway, uh, extracurriculars. Oh, God. That, I mean, that's probably not all, but that's certainly all we can go on now. Books, TV. Movies? Oh, I did just watch the last episode of Good Place. I cried so many times. Um, oh, shoot. What did we just watch that was really good? Oh, I really like the new TV show. I want to say it's called Avenue 5, and I hate the name. It's got um, Hugh Laurie. Nope. Yes, the guy from House. House? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's sort of like uh, like a cruise ship in space, and something goes wrong. Oh. It is very funny. Josh Gad is in it. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very funny. Oh, I will end this with that. Okay. Wait, keep telling me. I mean, that's the end of the story. Those are the two things that I have experienced recently. I'm still reading Sam Irby's Meaty. Um, I'm I'm reading stuff from that free speech training that I (laughs) went to, but that's not... You're reading promotional materials. Well, I'm uh, I'm reading um, um, journal, like free speech journal things. I'm very excited about this term for you, by the way. Same. Um, Big same. I, okay, first of all, uh, I haven't been watching any TV of late, which has bummed me out. I've been watching more Always Sunny. Uh, I will strongly recommend that. Nice. Especially if you are from the East Coast and you have not seen it because it is fucking delightful. Nice. Oh, oh, did you bring Alice in Wonderland with you? I did. Oh, God! I did. We can't do it today, but we're going to do it. Um, and I'm Man. going to also... <laughs> it took me too long to make lunch. <laughs> it was a weird morning. Yeah. And also I'm going to go ahead and recommend Lindy West's uh, The Witches Are Coming. Oh, yes. Which, uh, okay. I mean, she's always brilliant. She's always brilliant, but my favorite part about her is that she's funny. And uh, she does a real good chapter on Guy Fieri and his life in Flavortown. She also... She also talks a lot about Adam Sandler, and she describes very well a movie that maybe only I have seen. Okay. And she's like, I'm going to give you the plot. Adam Sandler plays himself and his own twin sister in a plot to get Al Pacino to date her so he will star in a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. That is the actual plot of the movie. And it's true. That is the real plot of Jack and Jill. Oh, hell no. Wow. But shockingly, very, I mean, garbage. Real enjoyable garbage. Fascinating. I thought you were going to say Punch Drunk Love because that's the one nobody knows. No, that's like his one art film, right? Yeah. No, Jack and Jill was a disaster. But it also stars Al Pacino doing exactly that. And it's so weird. Do you own it? I own it. I want. I want to see that. I will show. I will show you on wow. Amazon. Wow. Yep. So, uh, Lindy West, the witches are coming. It will. Uh, it will make you laugh very hard. It will sober the shit out of you because she knows exactly what she's talking about, and a lot of it is about femi- feminism and racism and climate change and the old greedy dinosaurs uh, that are trying <clears> to <throat> run this planet into the sun. Uh. Before we have a chance to even collect a retirement. So it's... Yeah, good thing I don't have one, so... (laughs) Joke's on on you. Joke's on you, suckers. (laughs) I'm not prepared. (laughs) I'm going to spend all my shit while I'm here. Can't take it with you. And it all comes back around to Josh Gad because 
I saw Josh Gad. In Harvard? At Harvard? At Harvard. <laughs> My freshman year. Uh, Harvard is a you national... You keep saying Harvard. It's freaking me out. <laughs> I do. <didn't. laughs> I'm not usually one of those guys. Harvard? <laughs> Harvard, you. Harvard has a national tournament in February for forensics every year. Uh, schools from all over the country. I think Josh Gad was from Florida. Oh, my God. I can't believe what you're about to tell me. Uh-huh. And so it was my freshman year. We're at Harvard, and uh, we a senior on my team ended up going to nationals that year for Humorous and Terp. He was fucking brilliant. Did a great piece I'll tell you about later on. Um, and because it was such a huge competition, as you got into quarterfinals, semifinals, and then finals – um, you weren't using classrooms. You were using lecture halls. Uh-huh. That's thrilling. And so we all went to go see Brad do his piece in like semis or in finals. And we're in this giant lecture hall and they, and it's Josh Gad's turn. He's just another teenager at this moment in time. He proceeds to do the most brilliant one man balls out brain blasted wide open hallucinogenic uh, version of the Wizard of Oz. What? That anyone has ever seen. Oh my goodness. And uh, it was so brilliant. I want to say he ended up winning at nationals that year. He definitely took first at Harvard. Yeah. So like like him. 17 year old, absolutely fucking brilliant Josh Gad. Knew him when. And my coach reached out to me in like 2008 maybe 2007 was like, ah, guess who's on Broadway? Because it doesn't happen for a lot of us. Like a lot of us then don't go into performing, but God knows you certainly could. A lot of us then go on to do totally normal, brilliant people things like becoming lawyers and, you know, uh, but no, of course he did what he ended up doing. And she was like, um, Book of Mormon, right? Yeah. Book of Mormon. That was his first like big breakout. And, uh, and I, fully support him. And when we finally work together, I'm going to be like, I remember you from Harvard. Oh, he'll be so excited. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So Josh Gad, watch his new show. That's super cute. And also know that he's been talented his entire life. Not surprising. Not surprising. So are you though. (gasps) Me? 100%. (laughs) Even when I do really bad things that I absolutely should not do during lunch. Yeah. Double especially. This has been all the fucks. Yay. We still give all of them. Dude, this was a long one, but I think it was worth it. I think so, too. (laughs) Every last one. Take care. We love you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for letting us hug your ears here on All the Fucks. Leave us a message at anchor.fm slash all the fucks, or you can find us on Twitter at Fucks Podcast, on Facebook at all the F.CKS, or on Instagram at all the F.CKS pod. Thanks so much for listening. Next time on All the Fucks. I'm like, I'm a fraud. <laughs> oh. That's fine. I'm not always a fraud. Well, sometimes I, don't I get know. paid to be a fraud. Well, exactly. I'm exclusively paid to be a fraud. So <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Lillian Bustle, naked fraud. <laughs> <laughs> fraud in the flesh. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that I think that's also too like why the earnestness that we share is so potent. Mm-hmm.